Masterpiece Audio Theatre proudly presents Empath, a variety show. Welcome to the madness! What's wrong, little bee? Oh, nothing. I just feel like I'm on a train bound for nowhere. I'm just too tired to sleep. You got insomnia? I'd say have some whiskey. You're kind of underage for that. I just got things on my mind, that's all. I think I may have seller's remorse. What did you sell that you were so remorseful about? I sold my story to a news outlet. They're paying my legal fees. Oh, are they paying you well for this? Well, I thought that they were, but after I did the sale, someone else offered me more money and better terms. Oh, I see. You sold too quickly. You gotta know when to hold them. Oh, yes, and know when to fold them. This is true. Uh, I know when to walk away. I know when to run. I know. I was counting my money before I had it. I was still at the negotiating table. That's a hard lesson. You always got time to count it when the dealing's done. All right, everyone. We've hit the first transition in the play, and we're now moving to the voyage. We have no time to waste, so music and action! In a few moments, we shall be bound for Treasure Island with Dr. Lizzie, Squire Trelawney, and Jim Hawkins. We pause now for the station identification. This is Masterpiece Audio Theater. DDLP Broadcasting Network. Tonight, Masterpiece Audio Theater is bringing you Billy Gruff and Empath on the Air in Robert Louis Stevenson's Treasure Island. As Jim Hawkins was telling us, we are eager to leave the Benbow Inn behind and set out for the docks in Bristol. It was longer than the squire imagined ere we were ready for the sea. Weeks passed on, and then, one fine day, there came a letter from the squire from Bristol. Dear Lindsay, the ship is bought and fitted. She lies at anchor and ready for sea. It was the crew that delayed me, till the most remarkable stroke of fortune brought me the very man that I required. I was standing on the dock when, by the merest accident, I fell in talk with him. He had hobbled down there that morning with a parrot on his shoulder to get the smell of the salt, he said. At a pure pity, I engaged him on the spot to be the ship's cook. Long John Silver, he is called, and he has lost a leg. Well, sir, I thought I'd only found a cook, but it was a crew I'd discovered. Between Silver and myself, we got together in a few days a company of the toughest old salts imaginable. I declare we could fight a frigate, seaward ho, and hang the treasure. It is the glory of the sea that has turned my head. Wait a minute. Isn't this the very man Bones was warning us about? Cut! Cut! Yo ho ho and a bottle of rum. Magic! What in the bloody vodka bottle are you talking about? We are about to get on a boat with a very bad man. A strong mob boss. This is bullshit. That's in the bloody script, so we bloody do it. You know, 
This wasn't like this in the book. Jim only knew him as the man with one leg. Keeper told him the name outright. Yes, damn it, Tom. And the book, I'm an alcoholic, not a spoiler alert. Exactly. These guys already know that Long John Silver's a bad guy. How am I supposed to convince them that I'm just a cool dude with a bedpost for a left leg? You didn't have to convince anyone. They're already believing you. It's in the bloody script. You went with the bedpost, hey? Why not that cool whalebone one you showed me on Wish? Had too many Ahab vibes to it. Shut it, Ishmael! Tom, you're incognito as long as the bloody story says you are. We won't have any idea that you're the same bloody man. But it is pretty obvious. Before the name, we could have been convinced otherwise. But now, we would be stupid to sail with this man. Fine, here's the deal. Young Jim is suffering from PTSD. And I cannot remember the verbal abuse period he suffered due to the dead drunk's months of taking advantage of his mother and her hospitality. The death of Bones has blanked that part of his narrative from his young bloody brain. And he's moved on so he can play this bloody part. You get it now? See, I told you to get that all on tape, sound guy. Roger that. Already in the cloud. Jeffrey, you said that couldn't happen. I'll be right back. Are we good now? Can we get on with this? Yes. So, only young Jim knew about Long John. Yes, only Jim. Then I am good for the moment. Good. Music. Hunt. Action. On the 16th day of April, the schooner Hispaniola set sail from Bristol Harbour. It was more than 19 years ago, but I can remember it as if it were yesterday. Me and my new cabin boy's clothes. 19 years ago. Leaning over the rail, waving goodbye to my mother and doing my best not to cry. For at least the last moment, it sort of hurt to leave her, and it was the first time that I'd been away from home. Then, a little before noon, Captain Smollett gave an order, and the boatswain sounded his pipe. And the crew began to man the capstan bars. Soon, the anchor was shored up. Soon, it was hanging, dripping at the bows. Soon the sail began to draw and the land shipping to slip by on the other side. The Hispaniola had begun her voyage to the Isle of Treasure. Hunt, cut! Cut it! Yo ho ho and a bottle of rum. Shut the bloody singing up! Uh, we're not broadcasting that, are we? The singing? It's hit or miss. Live broadcasts are tricky. Well, I'm sure your contract only mentions hits and near misses. Contract? No. But the resume? Yes. And speaking of contracts, that's all the time you got today. See you tomorrow! You have been listening to Empath Studios' presentation of Masterpiece Audio Theater. This episode was performed by J.G. Langjans. This badass tune is played by Tony Whitford from Worth Guitars. If you're looking for a new guitar or custom build, check out Worth Guitars USA at worthguitarsusa.com. Or you can check them out on Facebook and Instagram. We can be found at nimlast.org, or you can email us at j at jglangjans.com. This podcast was released under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 4.0 onboarded license. Thanks for joining us.